first off, I would like to give a disclaimer. The way we did it is so unique. I don't know that anyone else could pull this off. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. kidding. God. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, it's been done before. Long distance has been it's done been before. It's been done before. But you guys have a cool story. But it's just so funny because I'm like one of those people that said I would never do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of things I think a lot of us have said we'd never do. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? I love your headphones. I love headphones. Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Asha Burton. I'm Lara Samara Sands. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus. It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. Welcome to another episode of Fishers of Men. Thank you so much for joining us. We have Melody Mahalski, almost Laurel, <laughs> and Anthony Laurel here today talking about the weight. There's a lot of things packed into that title. You guys have a really cool story, really unique story. We did an episode about long distance relationships last year. It was a guy, a friend of mine, who just was like, if you're gonna do it, just know that there's all of these things that are just really hard, and that's true, but you guys made it work. So I just thought, what a cool thing to have on the show, just a different perspective. So why don't we go ahead and just real quick, Melody, you've been on our show before, so we know you, musician, teacher, professional, awesome singer, (laughs) (laughs) songwriter, all the things, but we don't know Anthony very well yet. So Anthony, do you wanna just give like a 30 second kind of brief overview of who you are what you're about what you're doing wow 30 seconds that's uh I'll, I'll do my best well i am actually a transplant here to los angeles i'm originally from the bay area whoa, um, whoa. giants yep yep golden state <laughs> yep you know it you know it um yeah so i, I grew up in san jose and uh then through process of time decided that i wanted to go into the medical field and then uh, when i was in college i had an opportunity to work at a physical therapy clinic and I fell in love with it so that kind of set my career path and after I graduated took some years off but then I eventually ended up going to graduate school to get my doctorate of physical therapy which I just completed last September Yay! thank God for that so that's that's all done but yeah now I am working as a uh, physical therapist here in in, uh, in Los Angeles down and in he's also an amazing musician I do also, also happen to play musical instruments and he I have does. been doing so since I was eight years old and I've been singing since I was three or four and years how old how long have you known Lara well Lara <laughs> <laughs> I should say Lara has known me yeah. since I was four yeah um, yeah no Lara and, and my older sister uh, became very close friends um, mm-hmm. when we were all growing up and and Lara became like another older sister to me so yeah for her this is kind of like you know really just family yeah it's like a little sister marrying my little brother which is super weird but awesome at the same time yeah don't lie you wanted it i did i did this is like three years in the making behind the scenes so yep that's me i'm kind of a goofball nerd pam but we love it but we love it only nerds in this house come on yep it's a fact so why don't we go ahead and start from sort of the beginning not the very beginning um we we know a little bit about both your musical backgrounds 
So uh, why don't I just interject here? So like back in 2015, there was, I don't know if anybody has seen How I Met Your Mother, but there's this whole big thing about Ted and the window. And like there's this girl that he wanted to date and he, there were only these small windows where he, she was like in between dating people. Anyways, I was waiting for a window to, to, <laughs> to introduce these two. But Anthony, who's gonna tell this story? Here? But, but <laughs> Anthony kidding. is like from the Bay Area because that's where we grew up, and then Melody lived down here in LA. And I was like, there's never gonna be a time for them to ever like meet. Anyway, time came and gone. She came home with me one day to Thanksgiving. Um, they met very briefly. I'll let them tell that perspective, but. In the end, it's it's like God ordained, Ugh, and yeah. none of none of anything that man can do. Because, like Anthony said, he never dreamed he would ever one. Mm -hmm. He said, date another musician. Two, <laughs> ever move to L.A. God forbid. Um, never say never. Folks. Never say yeah. never. And lo and behold, both of those things happened. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna tackle a few things in this in this podcast. I think it's gonna be really great because we're gonna talk about long distance, but that's just kind of the segue into the bigger weight, which is you guys are engaged. It's been two months. You got seventy five days till the wedding. <sighs> The longest wait of your life. Ever. The longest 75 days. But there's a lot of waiting that has yeah. happened. One, right, waiting for the right person. Waiting for you to actually be in the same city to actually date in person. Mm -hmm. Three, waiting for all the things <laughs> that include marriage. So uh, why don't we go ahead and start? Either you can, can go from there. How do you want to... Tell your story. Tell me, tell me your story like I never heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> We'll start. We'll start at that Thanksgiving. It's it's really interesting because it's funny when we do tell our story. You would think that this is something that we can't really include because it's not really pertinent to our current story. But it, it's just a great starting point because, like you said, it was a window. But it was here's the thing. It was not a window that I expected. From Mel's perspective, is a little bit different. But when we did meet each other for the first time in that Thanksgiving of 2015. From my perspective, it was very. I, I literally just saw her as a friend of a friend. I was like, "Hi, nice to meet you," and it was funny because I believe it was you who actually asked me to play something at the piano. I asked you both. You asked us both. That's and right. And then I knew Melody would have some pushback. I knew it was going to be okay for me to ask you. Yeah. So, but here was the interesting thing. I'll be honest. I felt I knew that Mel was a musician. That's the thing. And so I felt, I actually was pretty self-conscious when I got up there. And I remembered my voice not being totally up to par where I wanted it. And so I felt kind of awkward. And I was He's like, like man, who is, yeah, I was like, man, <laughs> I'm trying to sing on a full stomach. No, I, I was like, man, you know, who is this, you know, pro over here? She's probably going to think I'm some kind of poser or something. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I decided not to think too much about it. And I was like, great, it was nice to meet you. That was it. That was it for me. We said Mel, like, like hardly anything. Yeah, hardly to anything each other. each other. Mel, on the other hand, had a very interesting experience. I'll let her tell that part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because Mel, you were dating somebody. So even though I was like, I want these two to meet, she was already in a relationship. I was like, well, whatever. Let's just like see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So the strange thing about my perspective was, yes, I was dating someone at the time. But I, I've said before, like, it's almost like my soul knew it before mm -hmm. I knew it. And I truly Girl. believe that, like, God plants seeds. Amen. And it can be with, like, growing our faith or, like, growing friendships or relationships or, like, things from years ago that kind of all just come together eventually. 
And I really feel like that was the planting of like this little seed, like deep in my like soul, subconscious, whatever, because like, obviously I wasn't looking for anyone. Basically what happened, what happened was, was. I noticed him, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like this, like, oh, this guy's hot, right? It was, I looked at him and I, I just, I noticed him just as a man. Oh, I looked to see if he was wearing a wedding ring. And I never do that. Like, first of all, I'm in a relationship. I, I was. Second of all, I don't do that anyway. And so, like, how is this guy not married? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I and I just have this feeling of like he should be married, and it's a shame he's not. Like he seems like a married guy. That's all. That's all I thought. I wasn't thinking. Oh, he's so hot. He's so dreamy. And yeah, the, like the singing he did and stuff was like I loved it because he sang one yeah. of my favorite songs ever. John Legend song, but like that, what like it wasn't all of that. It was just like this feeling I had of like, why is he not yeah. married? Like I felt distraught that he wasn't married. Yeah, really strange. And that was that. But after I left, like I never thought about it again. It was just like I remember yeah. that moment so vividly of like, who is this guy? Yeah, it was weird. I almost feel like I had known him before. Like it was, that's it was awesome. strange. Yeah. But yeah, that's I, I. That's why it's it's funny because like like I said, it in in the timeline of things, it it's not. It's not. It doesn't advance the plot, but it's still an interesting thing. It still fascinates me every time that you had that reaction to me in the first place. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we move forward then, and we yeah, actually more interacted. Than a year later. Yeah, more. Uh, well, yeah, because it was until it was like twenty fifteen, yeah. almost two years later. It was twenty fifteen that that meeting. Yeah. And then 2017, New Year's Eve. No, 2016. 2016 New Year's Eve. I'm still doing that! <laughs> yes, you are. 2016. I have the mind of like an 80-year-old. Anyway, wow. So here we are, 2016, New Year's <laughs> Eve, and Laura and Derek were getting married. And Mel was in the wedding, and then I they had asked me to MC um, and DJ. And, uh, and so I was there, and I, was, I figured I would just you know help out with all the sound stuff. You know, Mel and I interacted throughout the evening. But I didn't really think much of it. I was just like having fun and you know spending time with um, my family, really. So that was, <laughs> that was. Yeah, but no, but I'm gonna interject. We need to speed this up because we have a lot more. Yeah, to there's get a through. lot more to get through. Anyway, so. <laughs> Sorry, we could uh, could really talk about this for a yeah. while because there's so many fascinating things that happened. But yeah, but again, like when he was doing that, I was like, why does that guy look so familiar? I didn't realize it was the guy from Thanksgiving I had met. <laughs> and so at some point we said hello to each other, and I was like. To, oh, you, you said Tony, which you're whatever Anthony. I was like, oh yeah, I met you. I think so. And then we're like, oh hey, yeah, yeah. And it, but before we had spoken, I again looked at his finger. Isn't that weird? That's so funny. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's the guy. So then I started noticing him more throughout the rehearsal dinner night the night before, and then at the wedding, right. and I just like, but again, I wasn't. I I was in the mind, so I now fast forward was in a very like heartbroken place <laughs> because I was not in that relationship mm-hmm. and I was in a very strange place of like yeah. just my faith was all over the place. I was just like practically denying God at this point or like mm-hmm. searching for Him. I was in a very a pretty dark place, but I was also not looking for anything. I was like yeah. made up in my mind, yeah. you know, like it wasn't like a bitter like I'm done with love, but yeah. it was like. I am legitimately so just fine with being alone. Like, I'm just going to be alone. (laughs) Like, I just was, like, ready to just be alone. I remember, like, just, I don't know. Like, I wasn't noticing him him in a way where I was, like, trying to, like, make it a thing. I just, again, I just. Which I can confirm because I had no clue that any of this was going through her head. Yeah. Zero clue. 
As far as I was concerned, she was a friend of a friend, nice girl that I met. Great, hi, nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, I basically just really liked the way you <laughs> carried yourself. Yeah. Like, I really, I thought you had this, like, like confidence about you, but you were also, like, seemed laid back. I don't know. I just noticed things about your, if you want to say, <laughs> your energy. But you know what I'm saying. So, so let's just fast forward to, like, you, then you guys just started talking after that. Tell me a little bit about your both of your headspace. So you just said that you yes. like were getting over a relationship, and then you were still in school. You right. were still like very focused. School, yeah. So you weren't really looking at anything. Which I do. I, I do have to pause though because this. I always point back to this and say that I, there is no legitimate explanation for how we actually ended up staying in contact after the wedding. Yeah. Other than that note, so I will say this really quickly. So Mel had, Laura had given Mel a bunch of thank you notes to give out to people. I was leaving for the evening, and Mel had actually forgotten to give me my note. And a lot of people, of course, come back at us and, oh, you did that on purpose. No, she didn't. I did not do she that did on not purpose. She did not do that on purpose. That is providence. She, yeah, she forgot. To, and so she had to contact me, and that's the only – she had to contact me to tell me, hey, I forgot to give you this. Where can I get in touch with you, or will you be here? I said, no, I'm, I'm driving back to grad. I was attending the graduate program for my doctorate in Stockton. And I had to drive back the next day because we were starting school already. And, so uh, I had to mail it to So you. she had to mail it to me. And that's how we stayed in contact. And again, if it weren't for that one detail. <laughs> that one little detail. We would have never probably spoken again. We would have never again. spoken to each other again. Thanks, like, God. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. And so I, I, that, does, that does bear mentioning because it really is yeah. that kind of thing that you, you really don't know. Anyway, so it, it just always fascinates me and amazes me that, mm -hmm. that that's, you know. Okay. It was just that one detail. So I, I do have to bring that up. So yeah, no. So going back to school, I, I really was. I was at a place in my life where I had seen, you know, I had seen a lot of my friends and family married already. Even even family members who were younger than me. I had seen a lot of them married already. And that, especially for me as a guy who, I'm very close to my family. I, I love my family dearly. I have a big family and we're all kind of in each other's business. That's just how we are. And I know, and I know, none of them meant it like in a personal way. But a lot of them would, like particularly some of my older female cousins, they would ask me about my love life. Of course, yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, who are you dating right now?" This and that. And of course, as a guy, as a single guy, that puts pressure on you, you know. And you and you see your friends getting married and starting to live happy lives, and you know, getting out, going out, and getting mm. jobs. Some of them were already having kids by the time I got into grad school, and that that puts pressure on me. So for me. I knew I was I, I was focused. I, I had a, I had a goal in mind, and I was so thankful I did because that's that's what I was focusing on. And I kind of knew already going into it is an accelerated graduate program, so we finished three years of coursework in twenty five months, and it was I, and I knew the commitment that I was going to have to have, and I knew if I wasn't already in a relationship beforehand, trying to get into one during school would be impossible. Mm -hmm. So it was like the last thing on my mind. It, it was it was on the back burner. It was like something I was just like God. If you're going to make this happen, you're going to make it happen in your time. It's not going to happen while I'm in grad school. Yeah, and you were about to travel. Yeah, and I was about to go all over the – I was. I had clinical rotations in Austin, Texas, and then out in Bangalore, Maine. I mean, I was all over the country. So I knew that just anything for me at that point – at least so I thought <laughs> – anything for me was out of the question. I was just like, nothing's going to happen, whatever. And Jesus so that like, uh, – Right, exactly. You, so I'm laughing. When I'm I laughing. left when I left the wedding that night going back to grad school, I was completely 100% like, I want to finish strong. I want to finish this program, <laughs> and I want to get on with my life and my career and see what happens after that. That's where I was. <laughs> Mel, so. interject here. <laughs> Where were you at, headspace-wise? You you mentioned being on like this kind of crazy spiritual journey. Give me a picture of what you 
we're going through because I, I think that bears mentioning just going into how your relationship formed and what it has become because I think that was a part of what made you guys so strong at the get-go like you were helping each other find something that was not just of this world it was really God just mm. bringing together in a, in a unique way yeah yeah I was definitely in a place of like trying to find God again like having my own faith and I went through a period of like just completely walking away from God and the Christian faith and which is for another discussion that's very long yeah I was in the process around your wedding like trying like yeah I remember thinking like okay 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 the Trinity's too much right now let me just figure out God Okay, do I believe there's a God? Like, I tried to be atheist for, like, a week, and that was just really <laughs> for hard. For, like, like, 48 dumb. hours. Yeah, it was really hard. I was like, wait, nope, that doesn't make any sense. So. <laughs> I remember that. It was pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I I remember getting to that place where I was like, okay, God, I can get down with you. Like, I get there's a God. Like, I don't get you, and that's why I get you. Like, that's there's a God. <laughs> You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's actually yeah, kind of really true. Great. Yeah, like, God has to be something more than yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, otherwise he's not God. Yeah, that, that kind of proves who he is. Yeah, yeah. You, if you can't wrap your head around him. Yeah. So again, I was in this place of like truly just wanting to be single and wanting to be in this kind of discovery, like who am I and who are you, God, and like this yeah. whole thing, which I feel like I'm constantly in that, but. You should be. Yeah. But, in a, in a sense, we're like, we're all, we all should be learning. If we're too yeah. complacent, we're too comfortable, yeah. there's something wrong. Yeah. yeah. But I was in, I think, one of the darkest places of my life. Yeah. And I, I was drinking a lot. And I was just having trouble. Just, yeah. Yeah. When we started dating long distance, talking, I remember, you know, very early on finding out that this one was a believer and he loved Jesus. And I knew that I had to tell him, like, hey, just so you know, I'm trying to figure out the whole Jesus thing right now. And I really was. Like, that was my next step. I was in it. I was like, okay, God, so show me why I need Jesus. Mm. And I just really wanted my faith to be my own faith because when I, I'm 28 now. When I was 23, that's the first time I came to Christ, like, on as own my terms. own on my own terms, my own choice. But the thing is, my faith was very piggybacked on to your faith and Emily's faith and you know people I really admired and looked up to because I didn't know how to form those thoughts myself and like my own beliefs and you know so I it still wasn't fully my faith I was trying but there were still lots of things to connect so yeah I knew that like if I was going to do this again it was going to be like for real for real for real yeah so I told him that and I think this is a good place for for you to interject babe because you were telling your parents, like, hey, I'm talking to this girl. She's amazing, but <laughs> she's right. not really a Christian right, right And now. so this, I, I, will, I will take an opportunity here to say that I will just share with you the advice that my parents shared me. Because I know there are situations where, you know, a lot of times in Christian circles, you talk about, you know, oh, you don't want to be unequally yoked, right? That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if, if you have a Christian dating a non-Christian, and I still will absolutely condone and support the advice that you should never willingly pursue a relationship with a non-believer yeah. if you no know. Eggs. Yeah, exactly. So, it, it, and, and that's, that's just, just, just biblical and it's wise. I had to come to that crossroads myself. In, mm-hmm. in, in in our relationship when I found out that Mel was not completely 
you know, like she was still questioning the idea of Jesus, but I knew the thing is after I had gotten to know her, I knew that her questions were legitimate. And the thing that I knew I had to do at the very least was I had to be upfront about about my faith. And I had to say I, and I told her, I said, "Look, this like if you you dig down deep enough, and there's I, I I'm not a perfect person. I have a lot of garbage. I have a lot, you know there's things that I'm working on working on things that I'm working through, blah blah blah. You uncover all of that. You get down to the bottom, at, you know, and you're you will like my bottom line is Christ. Like that's it. And I, I told her that, and I said, I I am interested in you. I, I do I I'm enjoying getting to know you through this process. But I got to tell you now, like, and and that's that's you know like that's that's it my bottom line is christ and and if you if you are not you know if that is not your bottom line then i don't want to take any more of your time or emotions i mean that's that's essentially what i was getting at yeah and we had been friends for yeah we had developed a friendship over a month before yeah, yeah. and i and i really was struggling with this idea because i wasn't exactly sure what to do and i talked i talked to my parents about it and the, just a funny side note my dad was not a believer when he met my mom, and my brother-in-law was not a believer when he met my sister. <laughs> Your um, family, my family's family got, <laughs> yeah, my family's got something going. It's very strange, but but what what is amazing is that it they wasn't. They are now, by the way. <laughs> they are now. They all are now. But what's amazing is it wasn't because yeah. any of my family members, my immediate family, my mom or my sister, it wasn't because they convinced the other person of anything. Yeah. And and that's why I know, that's why I'm always careful when I say oh never never date an unbeliever because you never know the circumstances of the situation I, I do say be cautious seek wisdom seek counsel seek counsel from people who are believers in your life who are strong believers in your life have um, good boundaries have the, yeah have good boundaries and be really. upfront with the other person and this is the piece of wisdom that my parents shared with me when I was having these questions and I'll share it with you know whoever this is pertinent to and that is do do one do this do this one thing continue in everything that you do and in everything that that you that you talk about whatever it is in your relationship continue to point the person to christ continue to display christ in your life and if the person is truly seeking it will do one of two things this is what my mom and dad told me the person will do one of two things either they will be drawn to it or they'll be driven or they'll be driven away and they will find it and they will find it repulsive so and awesome. and I, I you know I really I took that to heart I said okay and and so I was very upfront and open with and honest with Mel because I knew that if she I I, I knew her enough at that point to 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 say okay like if if she if she felt in her heart that like she and I were not going the same direction I know she would tell me and then I would be like all right that's fine you know I enjoyed this process and I enjoy getting to know you I wish you the best and you know I will continue to pray that that Jesus meets you at some point in your life and like and like I you know you know cuz you're my best friend <laughs> and like like I said earlier like I made very clear to you and and a lot of other people close to me in my life I was like you guys like I want this faith to be my own mm -hmm. and I was there was a part of me that was nervous that I would just want to be a Christian to be with him because I thought yeah. he was so amazing but it really yeah it just the way that I came back to Christ was so not anything that he did I mean he everything he did was very attractive to me and in terms of like like what I was drawn to yeah. the God and the right. Christ in him but like, like you were already on that wavelength yeah 
So it was, again, that, you know. Yeah, just, just God meeting you where you were and yeah. knowing where you were. I mean, mm-hmm. he yeah. was at the end of his program. You yeah. were at the end of becoming an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are just, like, at the right crossroads. Yeah, it really was. So we're just going to fast forward a little bit. So you guys, just, just in brief for our audience, you guys dated for seven months long distance. You guys did well with it because... <laughs> Which is pretty cool. You guys didn't actually meet in person again, like after having been at my wedding together, until seven months thank later. Thank you for getting married. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Derek, for asking me to marry you. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank okay, you. it really, really like was. I think God's like sovereignty and and His plan and purpose to have us do that because like we grew so much as individuals. We. Like and we grew so much as friends, mm-hmm. and we had to really grow. Like it grew our communication. Right. Like whoa! Like I'm so grateful for that. Right. We just all we could do was talk and talk and talk and talk and talk right. and talk. And God knew that if we were in person together, that we would have probably been more distracted with just right. you know the yeah. dating or whatever. Being together. Being together mm-hmm. in person and like it. It was just amazing. I'm so glad that it yeah. happened that way. And mm-hmm. we've told people our story, and they're mm-hmm. like, wait, you started dating long distance? We're like, yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> yeah, I, we were actually just having dinner with a friend of mine the other day, and he was just like, I've never heard of that. I've heard of people meeting online yeah. and then dating. And he's like, I've heard of like, yeah. you know, people like dating already and then dating long distance. Yeah. But you guys started dating. Yeah, so it was really cool because yeah. we really yeah. just had to like, you had just, to do what you had to do. Yep. He was yeah. all over the country. You were here. Mm-hmm. So I did want to talk about that, yeah. but you thank you for jumping to that. But I, I was going to ask about you meeting in person and then the immediacy of your attraction. Like, obviously, there was the seven months of tension building. Mm-hmm. And then being able to reflect back into being thankful for those seven months where you were actually learning about the other person in a genuine way and not just in mm-hmm. and when I say physical I don't mean just like kissing and being together and hugging but like actually meeting each other in a spiritual and intellectual in, in a even a platonic place mm-hmm. where you can actually build on a foundation of friendship mm-hmm. that like you said would otherwise be super distracting so <laughs> let's talk about when you met thematically what was it like transitioning from seven months of not dating? Because you guys met back in September, but then you had a you went back home to San Jose for a few months mm-hmm. before you actually moved mm-hmm. down here. So how was that? Like being in person for a few days, visiting each other on the weekends every now and then before you actually moved down here. And then talk about like when you actually moved into the same city, like the the difference that made and and the foundation mm-hmm. that you had built on prior in the mm-hmm. prior months. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> I, it's gonna be hard for me to to kind of summarize, but I'll, I'll do my best. And then you know, Melf, obviously, if you have thoughts, please help me. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, first things first. I, I well, I'll just talk about us meeting. I mean, for the first time, when we've talked, when we've told our story, it really was. I was describing I was trying to describe it the other day and and it really was like imagine this is hopefully this analogy doesn't completely fall apart but imagine imagine your favorite TV show right and you're following like your favorite character and they are on screen right and you don't necessarily <laughs> have well, you don't necessarily have a personal interaction with this person I was thinking of a Skype 
Skype dates. We had a lot of Skype dates. We were on screen. Yeah, we were on screen with each other all the time. <laughs> but, At least but, you're interacting. But, yeah. but seriously, yeah, yeah, it's true. But but the, 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 the feeling would be similar. Imagine imagine you had this character that you were getting to know, right? You, you, you were getting to know them. You were getting to see some of the, some of the intimate details of their life. You know, you were, you know, you're, you're really enjoying this character. You're really into this character and, and you grow a special attraction to them or, or not, not even just an attraction, but an affection for them. Right. In it's your favorite character. And all of a sudden this character shows up in real life. Like, how would you respond? You'd be like, Oh my gosh, like it, it's you. Like you're, you're here. Like, that's crazy. Mm. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Like, that's it's fun. just, here's, here's this, here's this character that you've developed this very special relationship with, even though you've never met them in person. Mm -hmm. it, that's, that's kind of, I mean, kind of the yeah. nearest analog yeah. that I can think of yeah. where that's really what it felt like when we first met each other after seven months. It was super surreal because we had Skyped. <laughs> and talked on the For phone. Seven and, months, yeah. but like it it was so different being in person because the only other two times we had been in person, it was very brief. Like And the circumstances were incredibly different. Yeah. Now we're like, oh, like you're my boyfriend and I'm your girlfriend. Like, what? Yeah. So surreal. Like we could not we couldn't breathe. Like I remember like my heart was pounding. <laughs> uh, mine was too. Uh, it was just <laughs> it, it was was only insane. get the the pounding will get more and more. <laughs> so your your relationship has been riddled with weight. Weight is not a bad thing. It's mm -hmm. actually an awesome thing. God mm -hmm. has allowed for us to grow and learn and do things in the weight. So you went from waiting for like to find somebody that you're actually compatible with in this way waiting to actually see if she was somebody that you could pursue mm -hmm. see if he's somebody that would want to pursue someone long distance even though he was going through all his rotations all over the country waiting to be in person then Lots of waiting then waiting to actually move here so just to fast forward a little bit you made the decision to move here because mm -hmm. you were a little bit more mobile and mm -hmm. By God's providence, you came to visit, and within the first week, you were able to land an interview, and they hired you basically mm -hmm. within the week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, all the stuff just kind of lined up. Mm -hmm. You were waiting to get engaged because you wanted to be on the one-year anniversary of your Skype, your first Skype date, <laughs> yeah. which was pretty cool. And now, now I want to get to the juicy stuff, guys. The juicy stuff. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. You guys have seventy-five days. It's 75 days till your wedding. And I know this is no secret. We talk about this out in the open, and I think it needs to be talked about more. But mm -hmm. obviously, as Christians, we are called to wait for sex. We're called to have a certain level of intimacy that's appropriate before you're married and after you're married. Like, there's all these boundaries. Mm -hmm. I'm all about boundaries lately because <laughs> of, I love this book that I'm obsessed with. Can you talk a little bit about that? How much it really sucks? How much it's actually good? Like, there's there's so many sides to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's easy to just, like, say, oh, man, it really sucks. But you, I'm seeing both of you grow so much in mm -hmm. this process. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Just, wow. And it doesn't have to be all about sex. But, yeah. you know, no, just, like, no, no, no. just the appropriateness, like, the timing of things, like, knowing and how safe you feel in the commitment that you're, like, 
you know, yeah. we're actually spending our lives together. There's no rush. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, like, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> yes, it's kind is. of awesome. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> kind of. Uh, no, so here's here's the thing, and I, 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 will, I want to, if I can, I want to at least address yeah. all of the other aspects of the waiting that you talked about, waiting for the right spouse, because mm-hmm. I think these are things that are important. Yep, absolutely. You know, waiting for the right person, you know, waiting during the dating process, waiting for yeah, wait, all of the aspects of waiting that you just mentioned, and I think as as i was as i was kind of thinking about this question preparing for for our little spot here you guys the biggest thing the biggest thing when you're talking about waiting in terms of a relationship and and this can apply to anything but the biggest mm. thing in terms of waiting is trust mm-hmm. and i will i will tell you right now i have never learned more more like clearly i've never seen more clearly in my life just how terrible i am at trusting god at his mm-hmm. word oh, and so he, here's the thing guys and i i have to speak i have to i have to speak to believers to people who, who follow christ if you're not a believer if you don't follow christ you know i'm not sure how much good this will do you i i pray that you find him but really guys if you are a believer and you are following christ and you're following hard after him like trusting God's plan, trusting God's design for things, trusting God's timing for things. It is so, I will be the first to admit, it is so hard yep. to do. When when you when you do that, when you trust yourself to God's will, when you actually seek to wait <laughs> as terrible as you might be in the moment, when you get out on the other side and you find that you actually like somehow stumbled forward somehow and you did actually trust God, and you it's find only it's, God it's you only because, but yeah, literally because God dragged you kicking and screaming through it. Mm-hmm. But when when you at least hold on, even though you're kicking and screaming and he's dragging you, you're still holding his hand, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> he's got to drag you by the feet. But regardless, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, when you do that, and when you find that at the at on the other side, you you held on, you took God as word, and you said, you know what, this is hard. I've failed so many times. I'm going to continue to trust you. I'm going to continue to choose you. You will start to see just how much God is moving in your life. You will start to see, you know, what He's doing and the way that He's working in your life. And and, and it might not, it's it might not, it probably won't be in the way that you think of it. Mm-hmm. You probably won't be in the way that you expected it to happen. It probably won't be in the way that you even mm-hmm. wanted it to happen. Yep. But God has something better. Yep. But God's plan is so much better. Can you trust that? And I have to remind myself of this on a moment by moment <laughs> basis. Man, yeah. Is God's plan better than mine? Is God's way better than mine? Is God's <laughs> will better than mine? Better than what I could imagine. Better than what I could come up would have could, could have come up with. The answer to all those questions is yes. Yes, it is. It totally is. And 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 so that's the biggest thing. When you're talking about waiting for anything, but into this context, you're talking about waiting for a relationship, waiting for all the things that come with the relationship. And right now, speaking specifically about waiting for marriage, waiting for you know the, the sexual union, waiting for some of the things that you enjoy as a married couple. Yeah. A lot of times, and Mel and I have had this discussion, like, it just feels unnatural. To, we, we've already come to the point where personally we've shared our hearts, we've opened our souls to each other, we've been very, I mean, like relationally, we've been very, you know, and, and intellectually and personally we've been very intimate with each other. And the next natural step, as God designed it, the next natural step is to be uni- united in body. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he's also put in place principles and guidelines that you, you must do it in the marriage context. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about waiting for that, 
we don't always understand why. And we, yeah. we, fight, we struggle with that. We fight with that. And I got to be honest about that. But, but ultimately, what it comes down to is if I truly trust God with my life and I look back at everything else that he's done for me, everything that he's led me through, and when I have chosen to follow him and follow his principles and follow his rules, you know, as much as they might not make sense in that moment, if I've chosen to do that, I know I have always seen at the other end why. Why he has asked me to do that way. Or at the very least, at the very least, even if I don't understand completely why, which usually I do, but, but if I, even if I don't understand completely why, what I do see at the end always is that God's way really was better. It worked out better. It moved better. It was just, it, 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 it's just, there, there's no other way to say it. And so, and so that's one of the things that we are having to remind ourselves daily. And I know if, if the, there are other people out there who are engaged, couples that are listening, this is a hard struggle. And I remember having these conversations with my brother-in-law when he was engaged to my sister. And... And this this waiting period is so so wicked. And it's hard. it's it's harder when you're engaged because as you think about all the the practicalities of following God and His Word with waiting when you're dating, mm-hmm. oh yeah, makes so much sense for so many different reasons. And I'm not saying it doesn't make sense with engagement. Just hear me out. But like it it if when you're dating, it it helps you so much. Like clarify, like like really getting to know the person, right? And really, like helping, not being impulsive. Yeah, not waiting having for a commitment. Yeah, not have. Yeah, waiting for a commitment. Not having a false sense of intimacy. Like all these things. Like not being blinded by, you know, the oxy. What is it? Oxy something tocin. That yeah. is re- the endorphin that's released. Raging when, hormone. Yeah, it's not just connecting hormones and then making you feel like you love someone when it's really just you want to have yeah. more sex with them because of the hormone being released. It's. You know, like the, that thing, yeah. that makes a lot more sense to me, like waiting while you're dating to make sure that you yeah. really found someone who you really yeah. know and all the, all the stuff, right? But like when you're engaged, like when you've yeah. done the whole thing of like, yep, we're friends, yep, we're, we get along really well, yep, we have the same worldviews, yep, we, have, we agree on all this stuff, yep, like everything mm-hmm. else is there. And mm-hmm. even the commitment. And the commitment. You're wearing, I'm wearing a ring. put a ring on her finger. Come yeah. on. Like, <laughs> it, it feels like you're married. Yeah. Yeah. And, it and does. And it is such a thing I've never done in so many different ways. Like, mm-hmm. I've never actually dated someone, like, as a full-on, like, I'm trust, like, the, like, God, like, Christ is, like, the Lord of my life. I've never dated someone like that, in that mm-hmm. way. I've never dated someone, like, waiting, you know, for, for sharing uh, physical, Intimacy. intimacy so like there's so many things where it's just like everything's all at once and it feels like the hardest it's, it's seriously the hardest thing i've ever done mm-hmm. in my life i i hate it <laughs> well six months from now we're gonna do a part two to this oh man and <laughs> i'm gonna pick your brain about the same things and yeah. and ask you is it worth it i know i, I, I know do... i know the question the answer is gonna be yes of course but i love what you said yeah. it's like even if we don't understand it like in this mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. of being engaged it's yeah. like we are choosing to trust yeah. God's design. You're choosing to do God's will. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and that that's that's so that's so elemental. And it, you could sit there. I mean, because we we did we sat down and we talked about this beforehand. And there's just so many other things. I mean, different arguments. And I'm like, look, if you dig down to its core, dig down deep enough, and you really find that most of the time, vast majority of the time, it's a trust issue. Are you really willing to completely, completely yeah. trust God with this area of your life? Yeah. yeah. And and if you're not, then you really need to sit down and explore that. You really need to go, you know, 
like just read the book of Job. Yeah. It's like just seriously, like God, God does what God, God does what God gonna do, and you <laughs> yeah. just gotta, you know, that nobody can understand the mind of God. Nobody can question it. I mean, I can't tell you how many scriptures there are on on how you cannot understand God, but yeah. the fact is, like, if you if you are if you believe Him, if you really truly believe Him, believe Him, then practicing yeah. the discipline of trust mm-hmm. and reaping the rewards of that, man. Yeah, I love the the verse. Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I feel that's like that's my motto. Yeah. yeah. Day of, every day, in and out, just, I believe you, God, but, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that what you're saying is so practical. In the end, it's about the waiting of anything is about trusting, mm-hmm. waiting for that next paycheck, waiting for that next gig. Oh, I got fired today, or I lost my job somehow. God, are you going to provide? Are you going to do what you said you're going to mm-hmm. do? And... You know, it touches every area of your life. Every area. Like your children. You could raise your children in a Christian home. They could be crazy when they get out of the house and they turn 18. Mm-hmm. But they, it, it wouldn't be a surprise if they came back to God later in their life. You know, and you just don't know how God mm-hmm. is going to work. And his ways are definitely higher than our ways. Yep. Is there a specific verse that you guys could encourage others that might oh. be going through this that... Um, you can think of I want to well there's a lot of verses Mm -hmm. but I wanted to say one more thing just to encourage people yeah please because I know you and I have talked about this before law like the forbidden oh yeah (laughs) and like I was thinking about that like last night about these you know talking to you today and stuff like remember how Derek has said before like Satan will do everything he can to get you to have sex before marriage Mm mm-hmm and he will do everything he can to get you to not have sex when you're married. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking more on that, and I just had the thought of, like, just to encourage people who are dating right now who are believers or people who are engaged believers, a thought I had is, like, going off of that quote, I truly do think that we, in our flesh... We are so drawn to the forbidden and the excitement of the forbidden. Mm -hmm. And it's something we're going to have to fight until we die. Even though we do have, you know, the spirit of God in us, giving us the mind of Christ and the power to to choose. Oh, that brings me to something else. I, I really do think that when you don't wait, that it's really like you're being drawn to that forbidden and that exciting. Yeah. And and you're just it's very exciting, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like there's this part of you that mm-hmm. knows like it's not okay, but like whatever. And then you get married mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like humdrum and you're like, Well, yeah. this isn't bad, like I can do this now, but why don't I wanna do it? Yeah. And I thought maybe that had something to do with what Derek was saying, like that makes sense or it's like oh well now it's not a forbidden exciting thing and now it's almost like you're relating it to like oh well now i just don't yeah. want to do it as much well, i mean that's what the allure for i mean i've never cheated on Derek before but i i imagine yeah. a lot of affairs mm-hmm. i mean there's so many reasons yeah i, I, I don't want to be condemning necessarily but right. I, I would imagine that's part of it where yeah. you're like oh it's like this like secret yeah and, you know we're you know like and you and i have had our experiences before our current significant others where it's like 
oh, people know that this is, like, people think this is wrong. You so. go into it knowing it's wrong. Yeah, and then there's, like, an excitement about it yeah. because of that, because you feel rebellious or yeah. whatever. It's dangerous to, uh, when you when you don't allow for accountability to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, families like this, like, friendships that are like your family, so important mm-hmm. to have accountability to one another, to love each other, knowing that we're all going to mess up mm-hmm. all the time, anytime, like, we're, we're imperfect beings, but to, to have grace and to have love for each other, to be able to call out each other. Mm-hmm. And what one of the things I really appreciate about you two is that um, you guys were so open about any struggles that you mm-hmm. had coming to Derek and I, and like obviously Melanie, you and I have had our talks, and, mm-hmm. and just being so open. And I think that we just need more of that mm-hmm. within the Christian community because yeah. if we're hiding it, Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just it's not good for ourselves. It's not good for our relationships. Bringing it even out open. I mean, you guys even went to Anthony's parents to just talk. Like, I'm like, yeah. how amazing is that? Like, yeah. I think that's how it should be. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we knew if we didn't tell people what yeah. we were struggling with and we didn't talk about it, it it would just keep happening. Yeah, and yeah. and both. I, I know for myself. I'll speak for myself for sure. I I definitely have a lot of pride. I, that has been you know. We all we all do, but for for me, it's just it is definitely manifested in in ways where I either don't want to be honest about what I'm going through, either to save face, or I don't want to be honest about what I'm going through, you know, just because I think I can handle it, I can handle mm-hmm. my business, yeah. And that is so not true. I I am not capable of doing either of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, I know that I have learned in my life that applying the principles that God has put in front of us to confess and be open with our brothers and sisters and like there really is a lot of healing in that because not only does it not only does it break break down and strip away your pride but it also really allows you to be honest about yourself and honest with God about what you're going through and it shows you how much you really do right. need God like I was saying to him like if we did this 100% perfectly we would have been carrying around this sense of like false pride, like, oh, look what we did. Yeah. Right. And I That's actually love that we we have not done it perfectly. Like, and I'm glad because it showed us how much we have to rely yeah. on Christ. Like, it cannot be in our own in our own yeah. power, in our own flesh. It mm-hmm. just, it can't. Yeah. Side note, don't let that be an excuse for you to choose to do wrong. Yeah. But yeah. two things that have helped is one, whenever we are alone, we try our darndest to act as though there is someone else in the room with us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not ever fully alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's well, really, God really helpful. Is key, but yeah, I understand. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. But sometimes that's not enough for people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually acting like there are other people in the room. Mm. And then secondly, if there's a hard moment where, like, you know, we're hugging too long or, like, we're starting to feel like, oh, I need you to get away. There, there is a moment where call your conscience or call it Jesus pulling at your heart, something. You have, God has given us the power to choose, mm-hmm. right? Like without God, you just feel like t- just tossed by your emotions. Like you have no choice. I couldn't help it. I just felt like I needed yeah, it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, he has given us that ability to, so, he has soft, he's softening our hearts and he's given us the ability to in that moment go, I can either do what I want to do or I can choose to do do something different. Yeah. So just like for us, like taking that extra second to just be like, wait, 
That's awesome. Yeah. Nope. It's practical. Yeah. Because people are always asking, like, oh, that, that seems so difficult. How could you do that? And it's like, there are practical steps you could do. It's not easy, of course. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like you just said, we have to rely on the power of God because we are not able to do anything mm-hmm. on our own. So thank you for, for sharing that. Did you have a first? I saw you were looking up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had I had one in mind right off the bat. I was looking for another, but I, I couldn't find the specific reference. I really need to be get better at naming my references. <laughs> but the one that I know is is really it's it's applicable in so many areas of life, and I've I've held on to this verse for most much of my life, most of my life. Proverbs sixteen nine, and it's called the it goes like this. It said, um, I think the version that I'm quoting is the New American Standard. Um, but all of the versions that say something essentially to this effect um, the mind of a man plans his ways but the Lord directs his steps mm-hmm. and you guys that is a guarantee and I, I if I because I believe the question was what's a verse that I can use to encourage somebody and really it's it's this like God has given us as 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 men as, as mankind he's given us the ability to think to plan to reason it really is a gift. That's nothing. That's nothing short of a gift from God, and it's an incredible thing. And I love the first part of that verse because it it gives it gives man his dignity and his prerogative. It says, "Hey, you know, you you plan your you plan your ways. The mind of a man plans his ways. You know, you figure out you you game plan. You do your thing. You prepare. You whatever it is, whether it's your education, you're preparing for a relationship. You know, preparing for, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, you know." you you are setting you are kind of you're kind of setting setting out like you know and and you're going into it with eyes open you're going into it with wisdom with counsel from other people whatever it is but here's here's the next part of the verse and it can be it can be something that's both incredibly frustrating but if you really dig at the heart of it it's actually incredibly freeing (laughs) but the lord directs his steps right Mm -hmm. so the mind of man plans his ways but the lord directs his steps going back to what i was saying earlier about trust like the second half of that verse is a guarantee. You do realize that, right? Like, yeah. the mind of a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Like, that's a definitive statement. We can always trust that ultimately, regardless of our plans, regardless of the way that, you know, things go in the world, regardless of circumstances, God's way and God's direction will always mm-hmm. will always come out on top. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, like, you know, God can use our plans and the way that we go about things and he can he can use that as part of his plan but ultimately we can always be assured that God's plan will will come will come to be yep. mm-hmm. and God's way will come to be. And so, you know, as you are, you know, if you are in your whatever season of life that you're in, if you're preparing for something, go at it. Go hard at it. Go like like go at it in the way that you would want if you were trying to honor God, you know that's exactly what we're called to do. You know, do all things as to the glory of God, right? Mm. That's what we're exactly what we're called to do. So if you're if you're in the planning phase, the preparation phase, working towards something, working towards a goal, go at it, go at it with all your might, and rest. And mm-hmm. this is not this is not a this is not a mutually exclusive thing. It's 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 a both and kind of thing. And rest in the knowledge, rest in the fact that God's plan will always work out. It might not be your plan. Yeah. So don't freak out when that doesn't happen, because <laughs> the chances of it not happening that way are pretty high. <laughs> yep. But but the reality is that God's plan will always will always come Amen. out on top. So I just I just that's been a verse that has stuck with me for. And I put it on your compass. You did. That's been a verse that uh, it was a gift that you. Our got compass me. pocket watch. <laughs> Cheers. 
it has been something that has just followed me throughout my entire life. And I always look at that verse and I'm always encouraged by that verse because I know that I know that none of my work is in vain. I know that I know that God blesses me even if even if what exactly what I'm working for doesn't exactly pan out the way I want it to. What did I learn from that? You know, it wasn't a waste. I learned a discipline. I learned how to, you know, if it was something that I needed to prepare for time-wise, I would learn how to budget my time. I learned how to gain a new skill. I learned there's always something that you learn from everything that you do. Nothing is wasted time. Yeah. Especially if you can trust the fact that God's plan was better. Mm-hmm. You know, and that the way he brought it about was the best. Mm-hmm. So th- there's there that verse has so many fa- it's a, such a short little verse but it has so many facets to it. Yep. And it's it's such a wonderful guarantee of of God's sovereignty in not just our lives but but the working of the world. So yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's really it's those are some really good words and thank you guys for sharing your story. I know there's always so much more that we could talk about. I know, right? But for our time here, I I'm, I really appreciate you taking the time to to share with our audience. Part of this podcast, of course, is part of that sharing of stories so that people don't feel alone in their own stories. Mm-hmm. Because whatever you're going through, it may not look exactly the same, but I feel like there's so many thematic things that are similar in other people's lives. Whether they're waiting for something or having trust issues with God, there's so many things that we can say about our own lives that somebody can it can resonate with somebody else. And we shouldn't deny sharing that what god has done for us to share with others mm-hmm. so thank you so much um are there anything any last minute thoughts that come to mind before we close up here hmm. just real quick there was one thing we, we don't have time to go into it completely but i did really want to say this you know because it was something that we had talked about was a long distance thing and you know what and this and this goes for any area of life but specifically for us <laughs> the long distance thing it was like we went into it not having any idea what we were doing, <laughs> and and I think oh, yeah. I think if and I would like to address this because it is it is something that people are curious about. Like, how did you do it long distance? And look, there is no perfect formula for dating long distance. There really isn't. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with the other person. I the first thing I told Mel was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea how we're gonna make this work. But oh, you know what? I want to try anyway. Pause, <laughs> ladies. Get you a man who tells you what is going on. <laughs> Amen. The thing, to that. the thing that I like, I knew very early on, like I could very well marry this man. And what he said, our very first Skype dinner date, he said it was near the end. He said. I want to get serious for a minute. Da 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 da. da told me the stuff, and then he said, "I just want you to know, I don't do this for fun. I want to see this through to whatever end. Like I want to really do this thing, as crazy as it is. And for me, from the beginning, there was no questioning what his intentions were with me, what was going on. Are we dating? Oh are my we God, just talking? So rare. You know, it's so beautiful, and I just so appreciated his candidness, his just forthrightness, his just like, hey, bam, this is it, like, take it or leave it, and I was like, oh, yes, please, so I just wanted to put that out there, ladies, like, that's so, so crucial, like, like, crucial. only the third guy that I've ever met to ever do that. Yeah. So, on on, on that note, on that note, what Mel was saying, guys, seriously, it's, yes, it's a risk, yes, it's scary, just... 
and, and and don't put on any pretense. Seriously, guys, just go in, be honest. But what do you? What are you really looking for? What do you really want? What are you really seeking in the relationship? Yeah. Don't and toy. tell them. Don't, don't toy. toy. With yeah, don't feelings. toy. Don't wait. Don't don't you know like. It's scary. I get it. I get the idea of committing to one person and seeing something through to the end is incredibly frightening. I totally get it. But if you're not honest from the get-go and you're just looking for fun or whatever, I'm sorry. You're going to lose every time. Yeah. You really are. Guys, yeah. get serious. It's going to get empty. Guys, get serious. Okay. That was that. Was <laughs> that. I just wanted to follow up So, no. Really appreciate that. I think, you know, Mary Ashley and I talk about that all the time. Like, yeah. define your boundaries, meaning define what your end goals are, what dating means to you, yeah. you know? And I think that that is something for all of us. Like, ladies, too. Like, it's not just on the men's shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yes, men need to be more upfront about what their intentions are, but so do ladies. Like, mm -hmm. we need to know what we want, mm -hmm. and we need to know what we don't want. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a charge for all of us to uh, just look out for each other, as brothers and sisters in Christ especially, mm -hmm. But if you're listening to this and somehow you found this podcast by not being a Christian, it's good advice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing you were going to say, though, really fast. I know you have to finish up, but I interrupted you. Oh, oh, right. The thing about long distance. That's right. I did never finish that thought. Oh, we, had, we went into it with no expectation. Yeah, we, exactly. That, that's the bottom line is when you go into something like that, because it is difficult. And, and, and there's really no perfect formula for it. I, I wish there was some kind of crazy good advice or formula I could give you for, for doing long distance dating. I can't, you know, other than, you know, try to be as clever as you can and creative and, and make and use every facet of technology that we have in terms of communication. Yeah, it, like go into it, go into it with eyes open, go into it with counsel, go into it with feedback, bring in close friends and, and trusted loved ones and, and older, wiser people. And make sure make sure that you're you're being open about what you're feeling, what you and the other person are going through, and and then you can you know then you'll actually you you, you can actually see for for real whether it's just something that you're pursuing on your own and that you're trying to force to make work, or if it's truly something that's actually growing in and and enriching both of your lives. Don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. Don't be afraid to be honest with the other person and say, look, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let's just try to make this work. And if the both of you are actually trying, and the both of you are actually making sure you're making time and and, and making priorities and, and putting each other like, you know, like giving each other the time that, that you both need to develop a serious relationship. Who knows? You might you might see success there. Yeah. You and, might get married. <laughs> well, yeah. that's our case. So. So, yeah, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say run away from it. I don't want to say if you're in a date, if you're entering a long distance situation to to drop it and run. I recommend know? it, but that's just me. I was going to say, I think that's just for our case. I what I do want to say, though, is ultimately like you know go at it be creative and the biggest thing as always is trust god's plan yes in the end it's it's i'm just i'm just grinning from ear to ear just <laughs> listening to you guys just because really it is god it is all god right. and there, there's in, no other way to in the story <laughs> this is three years in the making where i wanted to introduce you guys i had this plan to lure him to la <laughs> to sing at an, an EP opening of mine when I released this poetry album that I did and you couldn't make it for some reason which was fine but I was like this is the window she's not <gasps> dating anybody it was like a week before she started dating this other guy I was like oh my god there's the top <laughs> and, and God was like uh uh no, yet, no, no it's gonna be my glory not yours <laughs> so okay, God. okay God. it's so true <laughs> but 
man, I'm so stoked for you guys. I'm so excited for your wedding coming up on June 30th. Uh, 75 days. From the time that we record this episode. But um, thank you guys again for coming on the show. Again, we're going to do a follow-up six months or so from now when you've enjoyed all the marriage things. We will be a lot less sexually frustrated. (laughs) Sorry. We're going to talk. (laughs) We're going to bring out sheet music. It's going to be a PG-13 episode. Oh, boy. A, gen- a gentleman never tells. <laughs> it's okay, Mel and I would just talk. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank, you and thank you for listening to another episode of Fishers and Men. Until next time, keep swimming. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been another episode of Fishers of Men. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast at gmail.com or find us on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men. Follow us on Twitter at at LAGonefishing or on Instagram at Fishers of Men Podcast. There is an underscore after each word. Please also remember to rate and make comments on iTunes if you feel so inclined. It's really important so that other people can discover our podcast. I'm Larson Ersams. I'm Mary Ashley Burton.